0: You know, the one thing about it, the, the, one NBA, thing about the is, NBA is well, even well, when you think there's there's, you nothing, think there's, no-
1: there's always still something going on with this league.
0: Yeah, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. And now we get to the point where even Let's Trista, get- you know, we think it's a quiet season. All of a sudden it becomes uh, out of the blue. Somebody says something and we get what's well, not necessarily silly season, but it's something every single time. And James Harden once again adding to that, calling Daryl Morey a liar.
2: Yeah, I saw this on Twitter this morning. Our guy Shams Saranya uh, was like, hey, you know, Harden says that Daryl Morey's a liar. He's never going to play for any team. And I was like, oh, wow, did they do a a one-on-one sit-down exclusive? And it was like, no, Uh, James Harden was promoting something, some product in China in front of 14-year-old kids uh, and just decided to say it. It's like, no one, and then James Harden says it. And then he's like, let me say that again. He's a liar. And the fact that it was in front of a bunch of kids who were thinking they were going to get some, you know, dribbling skills from James Harden and uh, maybe a free pair of shoes and some whiskey or whatever he's promoting, and it was in China, the place that Daryl Morey got in hot water over after he posted that tweet of Free Hong Kong, just delicious, can't make it up, and I now don't know what happens next because Daryl Morey says he's, he's apparently firmly sticking to his guns.
1: Well, hopefully Jack Fritz knows what's coming next, although I feel like at this point nobody can predict what's going on because with James Harden, it's a soap opera it feels like every single week. Jack Fritz, host of Fritz at Six, WIP in Philadelphia. Uh, I'm sure a very quiet day for you guys up there. Nothing nothing going on with James Harden whatsoever. Where, how, How is this going to end at this point when they they think they're going to bring him back and he says this clearly going out in public, making a point to let everybody know he doesn't want to play for the Sixers anymore, Jack.
3: Oh yeah, I'm sure James Harden is gonna handle that very well. I'm sure he's gonna come into camp. He's gonna be excited to run some pick and rolls, play some hard defense under Nick Nurse. Yeah, it sounds like a recipe for a disaster. Is what it sounds like. It. I mean, first of all, I thought the tweet was fake. Like I woke up at like 6:45, I saw Shams' thing, and I was like, "There's no way." Like this is a, this is a fake quote. Like someone hacked Shams' account. But it's it, it's just add it to the list, man. The Sixers are the Sixers are such a dumpster fire. Um, and here in Philadelphia, like, we have such good vibes with the Phillies. We have such good vibes with the Eagles. I said it to on my show. It's just like they are so disconnected from the rest of the city, and it feels like they're just renting here, and they don't really own a house. Um, and for a Philadelphia team to have that feeling, especially a team that we actually care about, it, it, they've just fallen so hard here, and people are just so checked out. and it's, it's a disaster. It's such a disaster. Um, and this whole James Harden thing, people are just like, whatever. Like, just go away. Just go away.
2: Who do you think Jack's is more, Jack is more willing uh, to be uncomfortable for longer? Because we saw Daryl Morey and how he handled the situation with Ben Simmons, and we also saw James Harden and how how he, he handled the situation with the Rockets, and both were very seemingly comfortable with getting uncomfortable.
3: Yeah, and, and Daryl Morey did this last year with Ben or a uh, year and a half ago with Ben where he's like, ah, he's under contract for four years. We'll wait um, you know, wait as long as it takes. The difference between this situation and that situation is Daryl Morey knew he had the the James Harden card in his back pocket that if he just waited as long as he could, whatever, um, you know, Harden was going to figure out a way to get out of there and, and force the way to Philadelphia. The problem is, who wants James Harden? And unless Daryl Morey is is happy taking, like, Norman Powell and Robert Covington and Bones Highland or whatever, because apparently Terrence Mann is in the, the deal, um, you know, is he going to take that deal? I, he has shown that he wants to get another star for James Harden. I just don't know who that player is. But at this point, like, I think you just got to get rid of him and get him out of here and, and take what you can get. Um, and, and it's just so not who Daryl Morey usually is, but he's got to just take the L because him coming back here and poisoning training camp, you're just, you're ruining the season before it even starts.
0: How do you feel like this all plays out like with Embiid and just, I mean, because you look at the rest of the roster, you have Tobias Harris, who's making a lot of money. You have Maxie, who's a really nice young player. But I mean, we thought the Sixers with the trust, the process, we're going to be around for, you know, five to six years at least. And now it looks like that window's kind of closing. So, you know how do the expectations change? What do you see playing out here? You know, does Embiid look for a trade maybe here in the next year? Because you know, I know you just hired Nick Nurse, but I don't really know what the expectations are even now in the East. I think we may have lost. I think we may have lost him a little bit. <laughs>
1: yep. Sometimes, it, you know, here's my thing about phones. We can do a lot of cool things with our phones, but we can't talk on them. Yeah. You notice that? We can't talk on them still. <laughs> Like yeah. what? What is this? I, I've I've had these issues so many times. Right? We've yeah. all gone through this. Yeah. I can I can change the AC in my house. I can unlock my car, but I can't just have a normal conversation without a cell tower making it impossible to have a conversation.
2: Well, Tristan. nobody really talks on my the guy phone Nick Ashew has a Sa- Seinfeld segment ready to go.
1: There you go. I know. It's,
2: <laughs> that, <you> know <laughs> do we even have the there,
1: phone? <laughs> there's a great Twitter or X account uh, called Seinf- Modern Day Seinfeld. And it does that, where it just talks about like what the like they come up with scenarios that would happen today, and it's so true. Like, it's just so frustrating. But
0: like, don't you guys find it a little crazy? Like, you look at the Sixers' odds, and it's like sixteen to one, seven to one. So they have what? Like the third best odds to rep the East. We have no idea what this team's going to look like. Um, as we welcome Jack back onto the show. So, Jack, what I was asking is, how have the expectations for this team changed? You know, I know you bring in Nick Nurse. A lot of people. Through Doc uh, under the bus, probably rightfully so, with his playoff failures. But now, what does this team look like going into next season?
3: Yeah, I think we're almost at the point where um, like just like, the, the expectations have been lowered so much around here that if they just get out of the second round, I mean, we might parade down Broad Street. Like it's been, I mean, it's been <laughs> six years of this nonsense where they just can't get out of the second round, and they even made a game seven this year. And um, it's just, it's, it's. They've had a pretty good run here. But consistently coming up short, like I think, I think the reason why it's been so harsh from Sixers fans this year with this team is that people start believing again. Um, you know, they believed that James Harden might have turned the corner. They believed because MVP's an MVP candidate that maybe this year is different, and they just completely did what they always did, which is come up small and, and not show up for big games and um, just disappoint the entire city. So I, I think honestly, this fan base is so checked out on this team right now, and so just like wake me up wake me up when you do anything that, you know, like I don't think there's going to be a big outrage if they lose again in the second round next year. Like as long as Embiid's here, they're going to be pretty good. They're going to win like 45 to 50 games. But until they actually do it, I don't think anyone's going to be like trying to sell you on the Sixers being a a true title contender. And if they do, they're just lying to themselves, frankly. Um, So yeah, it's it's not a great spot. Obviously the, the Embiid thing becomes the next question. Like does he ask out, People seem to think that, that you know, he forces force his way to the Knicks or whatever. He seems like a pretty loyal guy, but ultimately, like, how much longer is he going to put up with this? Every offseason, there's some huge story. Whether it's a, the, the burner accounts, whether it's a mysterious injury, player won't shoot. Like, this, is gonna, this is his fourth core around Joel Embiid. Um, so he, he just ha- he, you almost wait for the day. You see the Sean tweet where it's like Embiid asks out. Like, that's, that's where we're at as Sixers fans. Like, when is he going to ask out? Uh, it's it, it is not a, a great time here in Philadelphia. Yeah, the
1: Sixers are sixteen to one to win the title, plus two seventy five just to win the Atlantic alone. But like when we hear this, James Harden calling Daryl Morey a liar, they they had a relationship in Houston that went well, and that's part of the reason why he went to Philadelphia. And then we know about the taking the discount, and he was hoping for a longer term deal, which I assume plays a lot into this situation. Yeah, how much of the backlash there in Philadelphia, whether it's fans or media, at this point? Is towards James Harden And then how much towards Daryl Morey already At this point
3: Well I, I think that, that the natural reaction Is being mad at James Harden Because um, he's he's turned into one of the public enemies Of the city I, I just think frankly that's missing the point And it's not really Looking at this from a human aspect um, Like if, if I'm James Harden And the guy that I put on the map I mean James Harden put Daryl Morey on the map I mean yeah Daryl did the trade But like Daryl would be nothing if James Arden didn't turn into James Arden. So if, if, if I was the guy responsible for putting you on the map, uh, a year and a half ago we have a wink-wink like, you're going to give me the max when I take less money and help try to win a championship this year. Um, you kind of, you know, that's you know, hit or miss or whatever. Um, and then you have this offseason where, first off, they, they basically cut off communication. Um, they don't t- tell them, like, what their plan is in free agency. Uh, and then it, it forces James Harden to, to opt in. And I know people will say, well, he opted in. It, it was his decision. He opted in with the idea and, and the, the agreement that they were going to work on a trade. So at every single turn, a guy that you know benefited from James Harden being a great player is it, just lying to him. So I, I blame a lot of this on Daryl Morey because he screwed up the relationship with a guy who, you know, they've, they've been together for a while, and he should know better than almost anyone how this guy works. And it, it, I think it's only going to get uglier from here. Like, yeah, James Harden, sure. You know, he could stop being a baby and come in and make his $35 million in play and then hit the open market next year. But that's not the point. I mean, the point is that a guy – like, if your boss said to you, like, hey, you know, just hang in with me for another year, and at the end of that year, like, I, I promise I'll give you a raise or whatever – and then you get to the end of the year and, and nothing happens, we'd all be annoyed. So I think that's what's happening here. I, and that. I think Daryl Morey has totally mismanaged this.
2: How, Jack, has it gotten to the place where Daryl Morey would treat James Harden like this? Because you saw, you've seen many videos of the love fest between them, him hugging James, him wanting to bring James uh, to Philly and doing whatever he could to make that happen. Why would Daryl Morey pull the 180 on James Harden to, to do this and, and basically shut off communication in the first place?
3: Well, maybe because he has eyeballs. You know, I think hopefully that was a big, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like I hope he used his eyes in game six and seven. Um, you know, on one hand, on one hand, it's like I'm happy that he did this, you know, Daryl. Like, thank God that you didn't let your, your love blind you from giving this guy a contract extension or a, or a max extension because that would have been detrimental. I mean, I mean, signing up for four more years of James Harden, he's already slowing down and I know he had a good regular season, but like did the same crap in the postseason that he's done for a majority of his career. I think Daryl Morey was like all the like all the talk of this guy's not it. He can't win. The regular season player. I think he finally saw it. I think he finally saw the light and he wasn't going to get bullied by by James Harden. Um, so so really I think the simple answer is he watched the games like he, he watched games six and seven and watched him as just essentially fold and, and give away a chance to make the Eastern conference finals and rightfully so he's not going to give him he doesn't want to give him a, a four-year contract extension so I really would, think it comes down to yeah watching him
2: you would think though Jack, that he would at least have a communication line with James just be like, hey dude, like you're just not him anymore <laughs> instead of just yeah. ghosting him.
3: Yeah, and I guess he probably. I mean, I, he probably knows James Harden wouldn't handle that very well. You know, like I mean, having to having to take less money, and then be told, "Yeah, we're still not going to do it." I'm sure, like he maybe just wanted to avoid an awkward conversation. It, it's very surprising because we were all we were all under the assumption here in Philly, like they, he he loves James Harden, he's blinded by James Harden, and we're just kind of waiting for the again like the Shams notification that James Harden signed like a. Forty-five million dollar a year deal to save the Sixers for four years—that would not have been received well here in Philly. You know, we would have felt we would have felt like they're wasting Joel Embiid's career or the, or the rest of really his prime um, with the Sixers. So, on one end, I'm definitely like happy, but it's undeniable that that he plays a big part in screwing this relationship up.
0: Oh, Jack, we got about ninety seconds, so we just saw the uh, Eagles' first preseason game, and I thought all the Georgia guys looked uh, really good in that game. What uh If there's anything that concerns you about this season, they're minus 115 favorites to win the NFC East, closest price is the Cowboys at plus 175. What would your concern be about this team? Because on paper, they look pretty perfect.
3: Yeah, I guess it's the, um, you know, they didn't play a hard schedule at all last year. You know, I thought it was lo- like one of the biggest cakewalks to a, to a Super Bowl I've ever seen. I mean, they had to beat the Giants, they had to beat the Niners, with Brock Purdy out of the game. The best quarterback they beat last year was... Um, Aaron Rodgers was a broken thumb. So they just really haven't been tested. Now, in the Super Bowl, they were great. So that kind of erased a lot of that. But they have a seven-week stretch in the, in the, towards the end of the season where it's uh, Cowboys, Bills, Chiefs, Niners, uh, Seahawks, Cowboys. Like, it's a, it's a tough stretch. Um, so they've been sloppy in practice. Maybe there's a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover there. Um you know, the middle of the defense is like really young. You know, they're relying on young guys up the middle. Uh, the, the Kobe Dean's the second year player who a lot of people thinks to be pretty good, but hasn't looked really flashed in camp. They're playing some young safeties. So, um, and there's always the injury factor. I mean, they had 22 of yeah. 22 starters healthy for the Super Bowl. You know, it's hard to say like injury is going to be a reason why they could, uh, you know, come up short. But if there's one thing, I mean, they were, they were really, really healthy last year. Um, you know, and and obviously the changing of the coordinators thing. So, you know, I think that obviously the best roster in the in the NFC. But I like I like the Cowboys, frankly, more than the Eagles win the division. Especially if you're talking about yep. gambling odds, um, because like I, I think there's a chance there the Eagles get off to a slow start and then have a uh, tough middle of the stretch. And, and maybe finish the year with 11 wins rather than 13.
0: Jack, you could come on this show whenever you want. I'm not even a Cowboy fan, but I'm pretty high on them this season. So I'm he glad that them too I'm much, glad you're speaking some sense to these people around even here. Even the Cowboys
1: fan on this show is like, Ryan, you're crazy. Super Bowl crazy. hangover
3: coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, don't tell your producer. I know he's upset Scott, for sure.
1: Jack Fritz, WIP in Philadelphia, where there's Super Bowl aspirations and maybe second-round aspirations for the Sixers at the same time. Thanks, Jack. Yep, have a good one. I mean, you just – I love that is just so logical about her Cowboys. She's like, nah, they're, they're not not—they're not going to be that good. Stop it. You are like fanboying over there with yeah, Dallas. They've
0: been good the last two years. All right. Well, they're good in the regular <laughs> they season. They ended the career of Tom Brady last year. I Hashtag think it's a Mike McCarthy thing.
1: I think you just love Mike McCarthy more than you're willing to admit. Ah, he's sure. a hell of a coach. <laughs> a look at the updated MLB futures market after this past weekend. Next, it's MG on the Night.